This radio program is PG-13. Parents strongly caution some material may be inappropriate for children under the age of 13. Send me Jesus' mission was to comfort those who mourn, bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to captives, and open prison doors for those who are bound. For those who want more than status quo Christianity has to offer, Blazing Grace Radio begins now. And here is your host, Mike Janung. Hey, Mike Janung here. Welcome back to Blazing Grace Radio and coming to you from Phoenix, Arizona. I want to share a little bit about um, what God has shown me recently. At the end of December, I started praying and asking the Lord, Lord, would you give us a vision? Give me a vision of what you want us to focus on for this coming year, 2021. And if you look at everything that's going on in the news, 2021 isn't shaping up to be better it's shaping up to be worse than 2020 and what i mean by that is that every time we pass a law that exalts evil what we've done is we've given evil more room to take territory in our country in our businesses governments and even our churches so the the executive actions and the other things that are going on already right out of the gate are opening up uh, are, are opening up more of a door for evil to come in and, and to and to wreak havoc and I was so I was praying to the Lord Lord show me what is it we should focus on for this year and what he showed me was that prayer is going to be critical for 2021 prayers are most powerful weapon it's the weapon that Every believer in Jesus Christ that is given that that changes lives, that changes everything. And if if you look in Scripture, you know you read through the books of Act, book of Acts from the very beginning, um, they threw themselves into prayer. And in Acts chapter one, I think it was verse fourteen, all the men, women together praying together, and it was from that time of prayer that the anointing of the Holy Spirit came, and then bam, that. That church changed the world. I mean, it was like amazing. And but you keep seeing through the whole book, they're meeting at a place of prayer. They're me- they met to pray for Peter when he was in prison, and then he saw miraculously saw the angel break him out, and and they prayed for boldness, and the walls shook. Elijah was a man like us. We're told in James five, and he prayed that it would stop raining, and it did for three years in his time in Israel. Prayer is the great game changer. And right now we have to become, our churches have to become houses of prayer. Right now, a lot of what we do on many Sundays is we have our sermon and we have our worship band and then we go home. But we, If we want to make some changes, if we want to have a spiritual awakening, that what has to happen is that, like what I believe God gave me, we have to understand that we need to spend 20 to 30 minutes every single Sunday as a congregation on our knees 
in prayer. And this coming weekend, I'll be leading a Rogue Christian Conference, our first one in Jamesport, Missouri. And it's not too late for you to, to sign up and come. You can find out more information on that and at the website at therogchristian.com. And if you want to help us set up a Rogue Christian conference in another city, you know, contact me and let me know. And part of what we're going to be doing at these, at these conferences is spending time praying, going after God for mercy, going after God to cleanse our country. We will become a, a church and a house of prayer during those times when we get together. So I really look forward to, to meeting you, those of you who have who've already said you're coming in. So I want to go back to where I left off last week. Uh, we're talking about Action Steps to Freedom, our eight-week course for men. And, and just so you know, ladies, we also have a 10-week course for wives. And in the not-too-far-away future, I'll be talking about that too and getting into more detail with the wives' course, just like I am the men's course. So today, uh, where I left off last week was in week two of the Action Steps course. And again, the way this works is we have in group men of group size anywhere from two to six. And then we pair off each guy. And, and then each guy has to call his support partner once a day throughout the week. And this has the effect of breaking up the isolation, cleansing you of shame. You're praying with your support partner every day. And prayer is the big game changer, as we just talked about. So... When you do this for eight weeks straight, just doing this alone can make a huge difference. And then what we do is we give you around five assignments every week, some that you work with your wife, some that you work with your support partner. And so today I'm going to be talking about some of these assignments that you'll see in this course to kind of help you see, get an idea of what we're walking you through. But also there's some pretty good topics here for us to discuss. And so one of them is... Just about every guy that we've ever worked with, and I was the exact same, is what I would call a head Christian. And by that I mean somebody who has all the knowledge, has all the theology, the verses, maybe they listen to Bible teachings all the time, and so they, they have tons of knowledge, but that knowledge hasn't got to their heart. So they have more of a knowledge-based relationship with God than a heart-to-heart connection, what I would call a passionate love relationship. So during this course, a part of what we do is we're walking you through restoring that relationship with God. And for some men, it's, it's, there's things that you'll be doing in here that's, that's brand new for a lot of guys. So in, in the second week, the last assignment that you work one day with your actually alone, will be is on listening to God. And so in, in a lot of the counseling questionnaires I send out, I'll ask men and women, when's the last time you had one hour alone with the Lord in silence? Usually what we see is maybe 90% of the men say, I've never done this, or maybe a long time ago. And with the women, it's more like 50 to 60% do it on a consistent basis. So we see a lot of men that really don't have a heart-to-heart connection with the living God. They don't have that passionate love relationship. 
their hearts aren't really filled with the food of the Spirit, that love, joy, peace, and rest. And I'll ask them, when when you're alone with the Lord, what do you experience? And I get some answers like, well, um, I start feeling really uncomfortable, and then that's it, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. And and that's because what is happening is when you're alone with the Lord in silence, now you can't hide, and all of what your heart is will start to bubble up to the surface and become evident. So if your heart is empty or rock hard or there's anger or there's fear, pride, shame, whatever's there, if there's love, joy, peace, that's, that's going to start coming to the surface in silence. And so what we do in this course is we help walk you through how do I connect with God? How do I listen to him? How do I get to know him? Because when you have a heart that's filled with the love of God, now you've got uh, a powerful counterweight to pornography and lust. Because when you've got that and you're filled with that, oh man, um, Lord, I know I can talk to you anytime about anything. Lord, strengthen me and cleanse me, God. And I want to know you more. And so your mentality changes from just wanting to know Scripture to wanting to know Him. Just like Paul said in the book of Philippians that he'd suffer the loss of all things that he might know Him, that he might know Jesus and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings. Not know theology, not know doctrine, not be really a good Christian, but know the living God. And God forever changed my life in 1999 when he filled my heart with his love. And, and that was after an eight-year journey of fumbling around through the things that everybody was saying I needed to do um, that all always that came up empty. And then in week three, uh, we look at the biblical standard for sexual purity. And I'm going to read from Matthew 5. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And when God first made that biblical standard crystal clear to me 20 years ago, I just, I said, I can't do it. <laughs> There's just no way. At that point, my flesh was still too strong and I still had an empty heart. And that's the whole point. None of us can do this walk this christian walk on our own we can't walk it out without his power without his strength and so what we do in you this course is we'll be showing you how to walk with the lord and how to be an overcomer and not to rely on yourself and there are a lot of christian men and women who are living the christian life by the power of their flesh and so if you for an example if you've struggled with having a lot of thoughts, whether it be lust or anger, whatever it is, assaulting your mind, what some people do is, I won't think it, I won't think it, I won't think it. So you're fighting it with your flesh. And as soon as you start doing that, then the, the thoughts multiply. Because the way our, that's, that's how you develop OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, is when you stop obsessing about the thoughts and trying to control them, then they spring forth. That's just the way our brain chemistry is wired. So we teach you during the course is uh, what I call turn and connect, where instead of trying to manage the thoughts or control or suppress them, I go to the Lord and say, Lord, help me to want my wife more than any other female. God, I need you. Would you please fill me with your Holy Spirit? 
Would you please fill me with your love? And that that's how you begin to walk in the power of the Spirit. You're not relying on your own power or your own flesh. And so we get into that, into the Course in a lot more detail. Before I forget, because I have a bad habit of forgetting about this, so you can either take the Course with us uh, for the $295 fee for the eight-week Course, and that gets you my book, Action Steps to Freedom, which is more than 300 pages, all the assignments, plus we pair you up with a buddy and and then you have the conference calls with Tim Peterson, who's a wonderful pastor and counselor every week. Or you can buy the book online at blazinggrace.org. It's around $20, a pretty big, thick book. And you can have, you can walk people through the eight-week course at your church, your men's group, or, or wherever, wherever you want to do this. So that's available to you. And in week three, uh, another one of the, the assignments is to open doors to healing with your wife and your children. And unfortunately, one of the effects of pornography, especially when you've been in it for decades, is the man or the woman, because women struggle with stuff too, is it becomes self-absorbed. And then over time, their heart gets harder and they come be- become sex and lust absorbed. And the only thing that matters is what they want. And they may become very critical and bitter and judging and sometimes aloof, and this is all the damage that pornography does. And oftentimes what happens is when the man wakes up one day and realizes, oh my gosh, I've been, kill- I've been wounding my family's spirits and heart for all these years. And, and, and so there's, there's collateral damage from porn addiction or sex addiction. It's never just about the man learning how to not look at pictures. And We've wounded our wives and we've wounded our children. And so opening those doors for both of them means maybe re- doing, taking the action steps to rekindle those relationships with your family. So you can take your kids out maybe one at a time and have lunch or breakfast with them and just start getting to know them and having fun with them. Do the same thing with your wife. I cannot count how many times I've had a couple sitting in front of me and I've asked them, um, the husband, hey, are you still pursuing your wife? How are you doing with going out on dates? And I get this blank look. And that's because porn addiction reverses everything that's good and gives hunger and desire for everything that is sin, particularly sexual sin and porn. So the man spent years chasing pornography. And he stopped ch- chasing his wife. So we start working with you to realigning your marriage, realigning your heart's priorities, realigning that your wife comes first. Your, your wife comes first before everything and everyone else but your relationship with God. We work with you on resetting your priorities. And, you know, a lot of us will say, well, my priorities are God, my wife and family, and then everything else. But our actions really show what we're living. And so a lot of guys can reel off those priorities, and, and women too, we see this on both sides, but if the key is to ask your spouse, hey, am I really living my priorities in your eyes? Am I treating you as I should be treating you? And so opening those doors to healing can mean learning how to chase your wife again, learning how to pursue her and ask her to go out on dates. It can mean having fun with your family and, you know, 
you don't want to immerse yourself in this whole recovery thing. You want to be learn to be a human being again. And later on in the course, there is an assignment that surprises a lot of guys, and that assignment is to have fun. <laughs> and what happens is, for a lot of men, is they uh, they forget how to fun, have fun in life. They forget their hobbies. They forget all joy is gone, and they don't laugh very often. And so we want to get you laughing again. We want to get you and your family together enjoying each other and enjoying each other's company. And and because husbands and wives, I'm sure you didn't you didn't get together because of you know you wanted to do Bible study together. You got together because. There was a chemistry there, and you fell in love, and we need, to, we need to go back to finding that again. So as I mentioned, this is an eight-week course, and the first around the first four weeks is about resetting the foundation of your life, rebuilding the structure of your character. And the second four weeks, we go deep into the root issues of your heart, we, the core beliefs of your heart, and what you really believe, and a lot of guys, once we start getting into those four weeks, they get a little intimidated because they're not used to facing their heart and taking a hard look at their heart. But to the extent that you're willing to do that and to go there with God and with your spouse and with your support partner will be to the extent you can find healing at a deeper level. I had one guy who retook the course twice. He took it three times. <laughs> Because the first two times he quit right at week four because he just didn't want to go there with his heart. And he, he asked me, well, what the heck's going on with me? Why is it I'm checking out on this? And then I start asking him questions and, and then we see the pain points from his past that he'd never resolved and never dealt with. And those pain points are going to get brought to the light and, and moved and hopefully brought to healing in the second four weeks. So this is what sets this course maybe in some ways from different from the others is that we go into the roots, we go into the core beliefs, we go into what your relationship with the Lord looks like, we go into restoring that relationship with the Lord, we weave your, your relationship with your wife into the assignments because when you both heal, you will heal. So married men and women, to some extent, yeah, each one has to work their own recovery and healing process, but you still have to work on the marriage together. It's a big mistake for a guy to say, you know what, I'm just going to work on my recovery now and I'm just going to chuck my family. You will injure them more. That's called abandonment. And there are some pastors and counselors that advocate that. You cannot abandon your family your family's healing is a part of your healing, so you don't want to do that. In week four, there's an assignment for you to spend an hour alone in worship. I think a lot of us, when we think of worship, we think of going to church on Sunday morning, but I will tell you that for me personally, when I'm worshiping God, when I'm alone in silence, I connect with Him in a much more powerful way. And I... Part of it is when we go to church these days, we get blasted with an audio wall of sound. And sometimes it's really hard to, when you're getting, sh your nervous system getting rocked like that, sometimes it's hard to really, to, uh, to feel like you're connecting with God at a heart level. But alone in silence, 
when it's just you and him, that worship will be a lot more authentic. It won't be you won't be there because you schedule it. You'll be there worshiping him because you want to. And I think that in some ways maybe that blesses the Lord more than showing up for Sunday service when you go to him alone and say, Lord, I just want to be with you. I love you with all my heart. I want to get to know you. I want to rest with you right now. God, I praise you. God, I want to give you everything I have. God, all everything I have in life is a gift from you. Thank you so much, God, for my family. Thank you for my kids. Thank you that I have a good health. All of this is a part of worship. It's giving him your heart, giving him your love, and expressing that to him. So that's that's one of the assignments that's in week four. Another one of the assignments in week four is to have daily prayer with your wife. The secular survey organization Gallup took a poll some years ago. And again, this is a secular organization. This is not a Christian surveying company. And, what they, and it was on marriage and satisfaction in marriage. And what they found was that couples that do not pray together, divorce, whatever the natural national average is. I think it's less than one in two now. Maybe it's one in four. No, not one in four. One in three, I'm not sure. But the couples who do pray together, they divorce one out of 1,056. That's an incre- incredible number. And it's not that you've got to do this big, long-winded prayer with your wife every day. Like I just said, that shows the power of prayer and bringing God into your relationship. There's times when Michelle and I are not in a good place, and I'll just say something like, God, help us. And she'll kind of nod her head maybe. And and then and that's about, there's days that's about the best we can do if we're not in a good place. And there's times that, which is probably 80% of the time, where both of us dig in. We're praying for each other. We're praying for what's going on today. Just this morning, Michelle and I prayed, and she prayed for me. I was gonna; she knew I was gonna be recording here today, and and I prayed for her, and we prayed for our kids together, and we prayed for the country. So we want to get you praying with your spouse together every single day. And when I say every single day, that that sounds daunting, and I don't make that, but that is our goal. There's times I'll let a week go by, and usually, what you know, schedules don't mesh or. My wife works at a hospital, and she works a night shift, so sometimes we just don't, it does, doesn't happen, but don't beat yourself up for not having it every day. You just, but you set that as the standard. You set that as the goal, and you keep going. Praying together alone will be a big difference, and what I've seen in some couples is they've either not done it or they're, it feels awkward because when you're praying, what's happening is, Hopefully, you're speaking from your heart. And that's one thing I love about my wife's prayers is that when she prays, she prays from the heart. And one mistake some men make is that they turn the time of prayer into uh, preaching, where they start quoting verses and they'll preach a mini-sermon. Mini Guys, don't do that. Pray from your heart. And if all you got is a few sentences, that's okay. Three sentences from your heart is better than three minutes of a mini-sermon, because all you're doing is you're speaking out of your flesh. And then further into the course, as we work through weeks five, six, and seven, we work with you on exposing the true core beliefs at your heart and 
helping you understand the difference between core beliefs of the heart and knowledge and what you really believe drives what you do. So we help you see any lies you might bought into and, and break through those and and bring God into those and, and, and that's really a that can be a major breakthrough. That usually is a major breakthrough for a lot of men. It surely was for me. And on the eighth week of the course, what we have you do is we have you go alone to a Christian retreat to have 24 hours alone with the Lord. And the guys that do this, um, we, we hear reports like, wow, this is amazing. This is, I heard from the Lord and I had this incredible flood of peace or, or whatever he did with him. is like, this is what the Christian life is supposed to be about. Not just being a really nice, good guy. And that's where hearts come alive. And, and that's where you want to be with God. And you're not just doing it because that's what good Christians are supposed to do. And so thanks for joining me. And, and again, uh, take a look at the course online and sign up. And uh, give us a call. BlazingGrace.org. Blazing Grace is a nonprofit international ministry for the sexually broken and the spouse. Please visit us at blazinggrace.org for information on Mike Janung's books, groups, counseling, or to have Mike speak at your organization. You can email us at email at blazinggrace.org or call our office in Chandler, Arizona at 719-888-5144. Again, visit us at blazinggrace.org. Email us at email at blazinggrace.org or call the office at 719-888-5144.